When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bonjour! Kia ora! Good morning! <laughs> Hello everyone! I'm back! Yes! Oh, I have missed you. Look at that smile through the camera there, Kempi. Hey! Ooh, how are you doing, Kempi? Oh, morena parata. No mai haru mai ki te parakuikui o Izzy and Kempi. Welcome back. Love having you back, brother. Love hearing the voice. And uh, <laughs> Mate, is that a little bit of a tan you're, you're sporting there? Did you get a bit of sun up oh, here in the south of France? Everyone says I'm looking a little bit brown. I'm happy they're saying brown and not looking like a baguette. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a little bit warm there. But um, wasn't like I, I thought, yeah, we're going for the summer. I'm going to take no clothes, uh, no jackets. But it was actually quite cold for the first two weeks, and it didn't help. Well, day one, here's a story to start the show. Day one, we get to Paris, and we're all loading up the van to, to drive to Toulouse. There's a, uh, you know advance party going to Toulouse, and we're catching the train. So we all thought we put our bags in the lobby and they'd load it up onto the van. You know, I get to Toulouse and I'm like, hey, bro, have you got to see my bags? Nah, I haven't seen your bags. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. You know, I got a call. The bags are still in Paris, which is like seven hours away drive. And I was like, oh, no. So for the first week and a half, <laughs> I didn't have any clothes. Is that right? So if you watch that long to get there? Yeah. Yeah, we got it. Um. Had to get it couriered and, oh, such a nightmare. And I had to go out and buy some clothes. And, uh, yeah, so if you're watching the show and I'm wearing the same jacket every second or third episode, there you go. There's a reason why Paru Israel forgot his bags and left him in Paris for a week and a half. So that was a good start. And then Beaver left his suit somewhere. So two kids over in, <laughs> in France having to be looked after. Mate, not as if you uh, haven't had experience touring, and uh, I, I guess jumping back on the horse, you're going to leave something behind. Um, yeah. Mate, how was it? Like, uh, the the south of France, like you toured through France, obviously when you started in Paris and heading down to the uh, the shores of the south of France. What, what, what was the whole thing like? What was the experience? It was amazing, man. It was so good. Like... When you think of south of France, you think of the, the beaches, you know, the, the warm water, the weather, you know, sipping on cocktails. But this was actually awesome to be able to understand the history that went on in south of France. You know, it was all divided into provinces and it wasn't until late 1800s that, um, that France took the provinces back and it's under the France flag. And like just all these castles and you got to remember the, the, the Celts back before the Romans over 2,000 years ago. 
But we went and visited this place called the Pont du Gard, which is a, an uh, aqueduct that goes across the river. So what this the Romans did 2,000 years ago is they wanted water in a, in a place called Nîmes. So they found this spring. It was 57 kilometres away. So they built an aqueduct that went from the spring and it went all the way to Nîmes across this river so they had to build a big bridge aqueduct and uh, it had a 12% uh, fall from the 57 kilometre spring back to Nîmes. So it just flowed the whole way through. Wow. And that was 2,000 years old, bro. And I'm just sitting and there still working. standing on this thing. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's not working. It's not working now. It's all it's all been damaged. And there was an earthquake that happened and it ruined the bridge. So that kind of didn't uh, last too long. But, mate, just crazy history. And it just, mm. yeah, it was... um. It was pretty cool to be able to go over there and learn and yeah, one more stat. I didn't know that the that the Pope that the Pope for a hundred years was situated in France in a place called Avignon and he built a big palace there. So there was nine popes that were um that were uh that come out of France and Avignon and they built this magnificent palace and then about a hundred years later the Pope went back to, to Vatican City in, in Italy. Mate, did you find any relatives up there? Was there any French blood in the Dag Farno? Nah, don't think so. <laughs> nah, I, was, I, didn't, I, didn't, nah, I didn't see any relatives, but it was awesome to see some rugby fans. I think that was a cool, whole thing of going down the south of France. Is it's a rugby-mad part of, mm. of France. You know, you've got Biarritz, you've got Bayonne, you've got Toulouse, um, La Rochelle, you've got Lyon. Like, there's a lot of the big... Rugby, nah, rugby teams that are, that are situated along the south. So, yeah, it's like there's getting a bit of hype there now with the World Cup later this year. I'll tell you one thing: they are confident as anything. Those they French. are, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they are like just like they're not even laughing. I'm like, they're like we're gonna win. Antoine Dupont, too good. He's the best ever, best ever to do it. And I'm just like, wow, they're just oozing confidence. No, everyone's riding the All Blacks off over there. Yeah, they the, a lot of them must uh, them have relations in Christchurch. <laughs> those fellows talking like that. Hey, um, mate, did you did you catch up? Did you catch up with uh, obviously some some old teammates and um, a lot of Kiwi boys that are still playing over there? Um, we caught up in Toulouse. Like we we seen like I think I would told the team Jerome Kano and and uh, just a couple of the boys, Charlie Farmwina. So seen mm. a couple of Toulouse lads. But other than, after that, no, nah, we didn't really. But we saw a lot of Kiwis along our trips. Like when you watch the show, you'll it's kind of a Kiwi influence, and um, good to see some cool Kiwis doing some mean things over in, in the south of France. Like got to ride uh, a foil bike, you know, those bikes, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the water. on the foils, yeah. Man, that was cool. So we went bike foiling in in Marseille with a Kiwi guy over there, and that was that was awesome. And well, bro, you, you'll see. It was a very special time, but that's enough of my uh, my trip. Look, there's been plenty going on back here in New Zealand and a lot of sport. I was actually talking to Beaver when we were away. We are like, man, would have been easy to be back at home on the radio anyways because there's been plenty happening, oh, isn't there? Tons, tons, mate, and the boys are doing a really good job on breakfast, uh, keeping everyone informed from, mm. I guess, the, the massive game last week between the Chiefs and the Crusaders to the Warriors uh, run through the last month. Uh, you know, had a bit of a, a speed bump at the moment, have lost a couple on the trot, and of course we've got uh, Magic Round in Brisbane starting tomorrow night. 
Um, but, mate, there's so much going on at the moment. Got, like we're talking FIFA Women's World Cup coming down here, um, horse racing. I forgot to tell the boys yesterday, I actually got a tip from Brett Scott yesterday morning after the show, um, but I was uh, I put it on the giddy-up on Gareth's uh, show over in SEN and in Australia, and uh, the thing came in. The, the horse racing has been out the gate, mate. Like you know, the start of the the winter season, Warner Ball with fifty thousand people there. I was actually quite well, good, not my horse. Good, yeah. And we and we watched that. <laughs> Me and Louis watched that. Um, Louis sent out a text to say just about the jump pungo, and we switched it on and and had a look at your one. Um, just asked me jump last week for its first run. Uh, ran a ran a, a great race, so second to last, and you know he's obviously <laughs> <laughs> building towards something big. We think in uh, in June, so we'll just we'll just keep a, a quiet eye on that one. Um, and yeah, mate, the boys are um, just been doing their, their mahi here at work and, and tagging away and keeping the show and the lights on. Well, you've been up there. Well, how were the baguettes anyway? Come on, talk to us about the food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, don't give me – I actually got home. I was like, man, I've surely put on some weight, surely. And I hadn't put on – I didn't move one bit. Hadn't moved one bit. So it was interesting, but we walked. <laughs> we walked. So far every day, like we were walking because you, you got to like you're trying to film eight episodes, forty four minute episodes in one month, and one one hour of filming is one minute. So we were like grinding every day. People saw the the time me and Beaver sit down and like we have a you know cold drink, but before that it was it was a grind. But the food baguettes, yeah. By the end of it, I'm pretty overbred. Um, <laughs> Yeah, bread is everywhere there. And the worst thing is, is Beaver and Israel should go have French cuisine. But no, we're like, hey, can I get a poulet burger, which is a chicken burger and a, and a margarita pizza, please? <laughs> we're just being pizza and burgers. <laughs> so I was very surprised. No escargot, no, mate. Didn't, there was no escargot going on over there. Yeah, I had some. Yeah, what I was, some, it? was I, it? I, I ate, is it going, I ate is it going better? Louis, Louis, I ate snails. And I'm, I promise you right now. When it came out, it looked like a deep-fried wonton. And I was like, oh, yes, let's go. Give me some of that. And it was like a, it was an entree. And Beaver was like, I'll have the salmon. I'll have the salmon. I was like, bro, I've got deep-fried. I've got deep-fried. Deep-fried thing. Um, and then I, uh, I just ate it. It was, it was yuck. It was horrible. So I'll never have it again. I'll never have it again. <laughs> um, what's going on here? What did he bring the lads back on duty free? John, Irish John, Irish John. I, um, I'll have to, I'll have to show them one day. Bought a nice big bottle of uh, French red wine, Magnum. We'll sip on it one day, lads. Ooh. I'll save it up for you. Good I went boy. and caught up with a winemaker, and he gave me a bit of big bottle. So, um, yeah. Anyway. That's enough for my adventures. I've got to do this because Louis just throwing it in there. I love it. It's so good. Listen up. We have some delightful Chemist Warehouse Mother's Day fragrances packs to give away for the next couple of weeks. They're not cheap either. We also find ourselves in New Zealand Music Month, which you know we love here because we have to pay homage to our great Kiwi artists. And I saw King Capisi in the airport when I was... Uh, coming home lads too so that was good so we have three very short snippets of a kiwi song to play out today we want you to name you can have one guess per snippet which will play at the start of each hour those who correctly name the song and artist will go on the draw for the chemist warehouse fragrance and we'll announce the winner at the end of the show chemist warehouse is a real house of big brand fragrances this mother's day head in store or on 
line today. Here's the first snippet. Cut it out. <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't make it too oh, hard. Don't make it too hard. Honestly, <laughs> don't make it too hard. <laughs> Give me one more. Every yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. He's from down Here's your, way, your first he? snippet. Yep. No, he's not. I don't think so. Anyway, double eight, double three. Start guessing, and if you if this lasts for about. 10, 15 minutes, I'll be really, really, really surprised. Mate, anyway, 15 seconds. Keep those vicious. <laughs> keep those vicious coming through. Kempe, we've got a big show today. Who we got coming up? Yeah, mate, we got uh, we got Tarek Panya, who we talked to out of the, the New York Times. We did a pre-record with him to talk about the stuff we spoke about yesterday, the FIFA uh, Women's World Cup, and, of course, those broadcast rights. Uh, a real good chat, and, yeah, mate, nothing better than a journalist out of the New York Times. Uh, we've got more than just an athlete with Brooke Neal, Coming up uh, after 8 o'clock. And also, we've got a, a little bit of uh, pacing for purpose. Paulie Mawadi. Uh, we've got the rumour mill. And I'm just having a look down here for one other person because I didn't see the, the name put in this morning. We've got some cricket too. Louis, is that right? We've got some cricket coming up as well. It's uh, in the run sheet. We're looking for someone there to talk to. Uh, but other than that, mate, we're going around the grounds uh, to find out what you're thinking because you said that you didn't watch any sport up in, up in France. Well, mate, I'll tell you what, you're going to get plenty today and you're going to have to come up with some 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 tipping. Just to point out to you too that the NRL tipping competition... Yeah, 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 I've, I've been, seen it, Kempe. I've, yeah. I've been getting texts... And from, I'm not sharing it. I'm getting texts from the boys that are on my team. They're on fire, mate. They're absolutely loving that at the moment. But uh, a lot of reminiscing from you during the show from uh, the deep south of France and, and taking us back on that journey. But yeah, mate, plenty plenty <laughs> on the show. It's, uh, it's Thursday. I'm actually looking forward to talking to Brooke Neal um, in and about what she's doing in and around her, her health and well-being because she's got a, a fantastic co-papa um, in our segment after 8 o'clock for more than just the athlete. So plenty on, mate. And, of course, we've got the boys out the back here in the kitchen wrapping it up for us, uh, Joe and, and Neeps, and uh, we'll bring them in when we can, eh? Beautiful, Kempe. Big show for us. And just a wee update on the Black Caps. Well, how do we look a while ago? They were cruising at 160 for three. Well, they're now 251 for 8 after 47.4 overs, chasing 288. So, yep, they, um, they, need, they need a little bit of luck there. Hopefully they can get that done. But it's a big show, and, well, everyone's coming through, and uh, they've absolutely nailed it. But it's all right. Keep those messages coming through. Neeps, give us a little snippet quickly. Go on. Bang. One more. There you go. Have a guess, double eight, double three, start guessing. It's now 18 past six, and it's time for this. Can't wait question of the day. Oh, Izzy, 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 so good to have you back, mate. Uh, snails, What could you? what's the flavour profile? Like salty? Or is it like kind of like mouldy? Almost like blue cheese? Think? You actually think because they're so slimy and sloppy, they're actually quite chewy. Oh. And uh, but mate, they were they were coked in red wine, jus, and garlic. But it's just the thought of going from my head. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't stop. It. I could not eat it because I was on TV. I had to eat it. So and then Beef was sitting there eating, eating the salmon. I was like, oh, how's that, Beef? Salmon. How I cut all of them, <laughs> salmon. Uh, hey, can't wait question of the day. It's 18 minutes past six. I was thinking, 
Because you have been away for so long, and you, you did reference mm. uh, when we spoke to you the other the week, you haven't seen that much sport. Well, what does he miss? Double eight double three Temper Bed Post Text Machine or 0800 150 811. What is something from the last month of sport you are desperate to fill Izzy in about? Give us a call. 0800 150 811. Hey, it Come on, Brett. Ha- it, did, it didn't even have to happen. He won't know. Uh, give us a call. Double eight double three the text Brett. machine. Uh, 0800 What's something that's happened in the last month you want to fill Izzy in about? Um, yeah, whether it Probably the last. Don't take into account last weekend. Yeah, seen that. Don't need to remember. Okay. Anything other than that? Or actually, not even sport-related. <laughs> you don't want to fill us in on the, the local politics scene or the weather? <laughs> Give us a call, 800 Yes, welcome back. Call any time on the Kenard Tire phone line. Kenard Tire is hiring big. Visit kenardtire.co.nz. 0800-150-811. Or even better, give us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Double eight, double three. There's been plenty going on while I've been away I've seen a little bit of it I did see Israel Adosanya KO of Peito Pereira and um, that was huge, couldn't believe it, I just landed and because they blocked everything over there it was hard to find, it was hard to find the clips but I've seen a little bit on uh, Izzy's we- uh, Instagram at the moment because he keeps posting it every single minute rubbing it in, but uh, there's been plenty going on, Kemp, anything you want to remind me of, you talked about it Oh, no, I'm just going to wait. I'm, I'm just going to wait till uh, someone else comes in, and we'll probably get a phone call about it. I don't need to remind you. There'll be plenty out there wanting to remind you. And just uh, an update: the uh, Black Caps. Did you see that last wicket? How nonchalant that wicket was taken by the Pakistan um, um, fielder. He just picked up that ball, threw it, and they're all being bowled out for two, two uh, sixty-one twenty. I think it was twenty-six runs short of the total. Um, the Black Caps so put up a gallant fight against uh, probably one of the best teams in the world at, at ODIs and um, there's been plenty of cr- mate the cricket is he has been very good as well like the Black Caps mm. and, the, and their short form cricket has been really good considering that they've got a, a ton of players out um, Young Mitchell at the, at, the, at the crease has been very good with the bat you know, picking up. I think while well, you're away too, picking up the the player of the year, wasn't it, Louis, for the for the um, black cap? So, um, yeah, unfortunately they couldn't uh, they couldn't do it tonight. Two sixty one all out, uh, forty nine, and the first ball of the of the last over, taking the taking the last yeah. look up. Beautiful, yeah. See, I couldn't believe they chased down Pakistan, chased down that three hundred total off. It's just a big score and they chased it down with ease. So good but we're going to welcome in, oh, are we sure? Lammy from Palmy North. <laughs> have I missed you or have I not? Oh, morning brother. Morning Mr Daggy. Hey quickly, can I say something you've mm. to you bro? I'll leave it the other day. Yep. What okay. you got? Beyond, beyond the news, Allah Mansur, brother. It means welcome back brother. Welcome home. Oh. Thank you, Lemmy. Thank you. It's it's yes, actually good to to hear you be nice, my friend. Are you okay? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Just for today, anyway. And another thing, another thing is sport. Another thing is sport, bro. The two boats beat Canterbury, and then I woke up. <laughs> when? <laughs> when, bro? I was like, hey, is it rugby season? No, <laughs> you're dreaming. <laughs> hey, do you know yeah, what, Lemmy? Do you know what, Lemmy? 
Well, the, the Canterbury team, their Kryptonite is actually the Manawatu Turbos. You have actually beaten them a few times. You know that. Yeah, I know that, brother. So hopefully this year they might do it. Hopefully, brother. We'll just see what happens anyway. But, bro, <laughs> good to hear you back. Good to see you back. And, brother, I'll give you another call later on and give you a bit more banter. Okay. All good, mate. All good. <laughs> Give us a call at uh, about six forty-ish for the for Chrissy Dag, who I've heard is uh, just gone to a new level apparently. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what unfolds later on. Thank you, Lemmy. You absolute champion. We'll talk to you soon. You and Beaver missed the race by grins. Ed, yeah, how was that? Was that a good outing, Louis? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a whole lot of fun. Love today. We uh, yeah. we had a big old go. Self assured, just didn't get the draw, but ran a massive race for third and mm. copy that one. It was a another good good night and in bed tucked up by um oh some number by what by number? Oh, <laughs> apparently, you know. apparently someone, someone in the apparently someone in the kitchen was really loose with a couple of uh, couple of punters, Ed and Brett. Um, so I hear, I, I hear bitch, a rumor. I bet you I can guess it's Joe. <laughs> you got any, got any uh, like defence Joe? How's, the, how's, how's your defence, Joe? What happens if Cambridge stays in Cambridge? No comments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what another flatmate, Louis? Oh, 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 is he? Hold on, hold on. Actually, that'll be my first me? headline. That'll be my first headline. Let me, we'll, we'll save it. I'll go. I'll, if you can wait three minutes, we'll save it. Okay, okay, wait three minutes. Wait three minutes, Joe, and you can have a rebuttal after uh, some headlines. We've got a big cower coming up. Remember 640, we've got Quizzy Dag, followed by some love racing update. There's plenty, and we've got some great guests to be talking all things sport. Appreciate your messages coming through, and uh, keep those messages about uh, the snippet, the song. I think most of you have got it pretty correct. I think, Zade, you're well off the money, but that's okay. You can have another crack after 7 o'clock. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Aroha. Great to hear your voice. Look forward to catching up with you too when I'm back up in Tamaki Makoto. But it's now time for some headlines with Louis, brought to you by Bunnings. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Louis. Yeah, the cricket has just finished, as Kempi pointed out. So the Black Caps fell short. They had been waiting for a chance to chase Pakistan on these nice Pakistan wickets. Um, they held them to 287 for six. And despite a Cole McConchie fighting 50 at the end there, they fell down ooh, about 26 runs short. So they finished with five balls to spare, 261. We will see if we can catch up with the Black Cat. They've been so hospitable with us and uh, trying to, um, well, very easy to work with over in Pakistan. So we'll see if we can catch up with someone in the next hour. Uh, Lionel Messi's leaving Paris Saint-Germain. He had a player and team option, so he had a two-year contract with a third on the line, uh, but pretty much they've gone broke, and he's got no faith that they can contend for titles in Europe. And yes, it is true as far as multiple sources have confirmed with me. No, it's not. God, it, he doesn't lose. A slippery slope has been, well, traversed. And I don't know mm. what the latest is, but 
sources in Parnell said that for the second time in about 10 days, Joe has gone on a date with his female flatmate. And you got to remember the context. He's a recidivist offender because the context in which this show was spawned all the way back when Baz was here, he had just started seeing his flatmate and it was a tumultuous time. Um, and she broke his saying, heart. And she broke his heart and yeah. his head and, and him. And he's only just recovered. We've only just got him back. And I'm worried now he's going to go on the same journey. Joey, what? Is that part of your hiring? Like, you know, <laughs> no. just when you're hiring, your background checks, you're like, you're like oh, yeah, this all part of it. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Honestly, this is not intentional. Like, literally, I've, like, Okay, so on Friday night, we were both were just hanging around the house, there's nothing to do. So we went out for, like, desserts, you know, and, uh, I don't know, it just got real. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet you went out for dessert. <laughs> What'd you have for dessert? Uh, we, Did we you sh- have a tiramisu? No, tiramisu? Well, none of us were, neither of us were that hungry, so we shared a chocolate cake. And <laughs> Did you feed each other? Did you spoon it into each other's mouths? Uh, um, oh, like, she, uh, yes. Well, <laughs> Like she, she, she spooned me, but, uh, 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 but then, then you know, and then come, come last night, right? I'm just, I'm just, what? My, I, I, what? No, 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 Wow, Joey, Joey, Joey. Is he telling to do it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I know you were the little spoon in your last flatmate relationship. Just make sure if you're going to continue down this track, you are the big spoon. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and good luck to you. And uh, thank you for that uh, little information. Jeez, I've missed you, Joey B. Oh, you are one of a kind. <laughs> It's so, so good. Okay, let's get back on track and uh, keep the show flowing. And uh, there's plenty. Oh, what a chat, boys. I was flying home uh, on the, over, when I came back from France. I was actually um, flew home with Chris Boyd, Hurricanes' uh, uh, pr- previous coach. He's coaching over in Northampton Saints. And we're just having a good chat. No, he's, 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 doing, um, he's doing a little bit of work for the Hollanders. So he does... Um, Oh, what's the word? I forgot the word anyway, but does a little bit of, bit of work for them. And then he going back and does a bit of work for Northampton Saints. He used to be head coach for them. And, yeah, it's 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 been – it was an interesting conversation because we, we they, they named the the coaches for – the assistant coaches. And every the coach – all the coaches go from the thing. So I said to him, are you going to throw your hand in the ring? He's like, nah, nah. But you get an understanding that there's some desperate times when the people – when the phone is running hot. So it's pretty desperate times, but particularly when you think of the Hurricanes coaching setup. Like, who is going to take over? Like, Chris Gibbs' name's been thrown out plenty. Corey Jane, well, I've spoken to him. He's like, hell no, I don't want to be a head coach. So, like, you think of the, the three coaching big names that have just been left, the big teams, and they've got no head coaches. They're talking Tarmody Allison, the Hurricanes. Yeah. You know? I can, I can see that happening. He's just he's signed a head coach to be with the Lions, so whether he just goes straight up. Yeah. And you had Jamie Joseph and uh and and Renee pull out too, you know, like they apparently they had gone. The, you had the blues 
Blues uh, position there, and then one minute he's he's signed for the Blues, and then no, he doesn't have the Blues, and that's the concerning part is that the coaches that are overseas actually don't want to come back and coach Super. Should we be worried? We've uh, we had a bit of a discussion last week, and I actually think it's a really good thing to be honest, Izzy. I think this pathway where uh, Razor's pulled out the coaches through Super Rugby, it actually shows that there is a pathway through Super Rugby into the All Black side. And uh, I know we had it's it's sort of divided our listeners because a lot of them are saying, well, the best coaches have gone overseas to coach before they've come back and coached the All Blacks. Um, mm. I think if you're trying to build that. That your mythology is to, to build within New Zealand. I think having pl- um, players, you know, that's the development model they're talking about. There's no draft system. We don't want to give our players up, up to overseas. The same thing for coaches. You know, there'll be a lot of coaches now at the moment going, well, if they're taking them as the head coaches, well, it allows a promotion from underneath to um, promote into into that head coach's role. So, mate, I'm I'm expecting the coaches and the franchises to actually come from within. Yeah, given the fact that raises the head coach and he's showing them that that's what they want to do, they want to bring them through from that Super Rugby. So, um, who who do you think they'll be? Well, I think they'll be the assistants that are already there. They'll be just yeah. trying, trying to sign them. I think I think it'll be easy, be easily done. But it was mate, Chris Boyd, champion bloke, absolutely loved having a chat with him and and chewing the fat man Beaver, just asking him everything and uh, for a couple of mojitos deep. So I can't. Really Great to chat up with him. Chat with him, Chris Boyd. He was outstanding. And uh, Chris, is he? Did you not get the memo? The station is now NRL Warriors station. Your Super Rugby is dead, Chris. Okay, I understand. I understand. I've been away. I've got to work my way back. And I fully understand that. It's now 6.40 and it's time for Quizzy Dad. Call us now, 0800-150-811 and you have your chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet. Take on the Quizmaster and Kempe. You're back into the Clue Master role, my friend. Watch this space. Give us a call. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dad, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dad, come play it. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. Oh, 800. 150 811 Now give us a call. Whoa. Okay. Okay, okay, <laughs> Kippy. Have you, you been in the kitchen's ears saying, put Brett, put Brett at one, put Brett at one. Okay, oh, let's none. do it. Brett from Huntley. Nothing to do with me, mate. Nothing to do with me. What in a Brett? Oh, no, my heart of my Le cat, don't you call me a cat? Don't you call me a cat? <laughs> lip, lip. <Bro. laughs> oh, just... <laughs> thank you, mana. Oh, I love seeing your tweets on there. Oh, you just love ripping it. Anyway, pretty boy, good luck, good chance. You got got a chance to win a fifty dollars TAB bonus. But here you go. Novak Djokovic has been cleared to return to the US Open after lifting the COVID vaccine mandate. When was the last year he won the US Open? Uh, 18. 
2018 is correct. Question number two, which former All Blacks head coach is set to take over coaching duties for the English women's rugby team? Honne Mitchell. Honne. Honne Mitchell. Correct. Question number three, how many tries? Who? Baz is dead. <laughs> yeah, Daryl Mitchell's dad, you did right. How many tries has Dallin Watani Zelezniak scored for the Warriors so far this season? Five. Carl. Five. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> See you later. That's where the Chiefs will be finishing later this year. Anyway, Mark from Tauranga, good morning. Morning, boys, how are you? <laughs> good, good, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Mark, Mark. I don't like you chipping in while I'm away too, my friend. Okay, there you go. Question number... (laughs) (laughs) Some days she's here, some days he's away. How many tries has Dylan Watani Zelezniak scored for the Warriors so far this season? No, please. Four. No, it's not four, Marky Mark. Good to hear your voice, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go to Tim from Christchurch. Morning, Timmy. How are you going? I've got no idea either. You got a clue there, Uncle? Uh, yep. <laughs> he, he wears the number sometimes. Uh, two. Two is correct. Well done. Question number four. Who is... <laughs> Who is fighting for the Bantam belt this weekend at UFC 288? Uh, Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo. Yes, that is quick question. That is correct. Question number five. Named NBA MVP for the first time yesterday. Where was Joel Embiid born and raised? Uh, I have absolutely no clue. Um... I'll just chuck out uh, Namibia. Namibia is incorrect to me. Have a good day, my friend. We're going to go to Mike from Christchurch. Morning, Mike. Morning, guys. Morning, morning. Named MVP NBA yesterday for the first time. Where was Joel Embiid born and raised? Is that Cameroon? Cameroon is correct. Mikey Mike from Christchurch, $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way, my friend. Well done. Stay online and the boys will get you account and get you ready to have a wee dabble over the weekend. Thanks to all our callers. Appreciate it. Another quiz done and deuced. Well, Friday tomorrow, so we have a fun Friday quiz coming up. But before then, we've got Love Racing with the one and only Louis Herman Watt. He's going to give us a little update coming up. Hoss Party Warrior, Hoss the favourite wins. Oh yeah, pay the (laughs) believers. The ATM, the Hong Kong ATM with the yen. I think it's not yen, that's Japan. Hoss the boss. (laughs) How good. Jamie Richards, wake up this morning. And what did I tell you yesterday, Kempi? We'll be waking up to a Jamie Richards win. Hoss the boss. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mate, got paid. Two. You got paid yesterday if you were listening. Mm. I mean, the, the the issue is everybody got on, so it paid bugger all. But um, Jamie Richards, another two from two last night in Hong Kong. This guy's just a freak. Seriously, 
He's going to be the best tra- horse trainer in the world. I'm, I know that sounds like I'm just a fan because he's a friend and we're just kind of blindly pumping him up. But I genuinely give the guy a chance to be the best horse trainer in the world one day. He's only 34. And he's just in his first season setting records in Hong Kong, one of the hardest places to ever train. Yeah, setting, you know? I tell you what, setting his life up. That's what he's <laughs> oh, doing. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. You know, and if he does want to oh, come yeah. back down, he's not coming to New Zealand, mate. He'll, he'll go... Obviously, to Australia um, because of his age, and you did right. You know, Chris Swallow and them are getting on, and I wouldn't be surprised, Louis, if Chris Swallow's sort of lining him up to come in and just walk straight back in and and take up uh, what Waller's doing. Well, knowing Jamie, and he's always said this. He said this to us on SCNZ. He, he sees himself up there fifteen years, and by then, there'll be nothing financially. He'll be fine. There's nothing, you know, and they've already, you know, him and Danielle have got a bit of land here in New Zealand. So that that's sweet. It's just up to him how great he wants to be, I think, and and you know, like where he wants to where he wants to win. If he can uh, win in Australia, Royal Ascot, it's just you know the world's honestly his oyster, and we talk about it pretty much week in week out how proud we are of him. So another two winners last night in Hong Kong, and the markets are open for. Uh, this weekend, uh, the feature racing at Tarapa. There's a nice two-year-old race, the Waikato Equine Veterinary Centre two-year-old stakes, and uh, Viva Vienna. No surprises to see Viva Vienna three dollars into two forty straight away. Warren Kennedy, Barrier One, Mark Walker. Uh, Viva Vienna has been a good two-year-old juvenile all year long. Uh, Moet Down. I don't mind the name. Yeah. Beautifully bred Pierrofilly. Moet down uh, for Stephen Marsh is 15s into 12s straight away. Yeah. Straight away. So there's a bit of specking there, Kempi. Well, Marshy too, he targets these races with his two-year-old. So, um, you know, <coughs> he's uh, he's a good judge of races. So, man, I'd, I'd be quite keen just to follow Marshy and follow that. If it's coming that, uh, that many points already, someone's talking. Here's the probably the, the race of the day. It's actually a rating seventy five. Race four at Tarapa. Mary Louise, we were tipping out mm. and it got scratched from the gates last start. I'd just be wary on Mary Louise because she finds herself in a far, far harder field. Uh Mr. Universe can run a good race on his day for Roger. Zaitaku is talented and beautifully bred and just never quite hit his potential yet. Devastate yeah. was probably one of the more exciting three-year-olds at one stage during the season, last raced in Group 1 company. If Forsman's got Devastate ready to go, well, sure enough, at $4, you'd be having a bet. Lady Morale can run a race. Nom de Plume, Grilzy, Robbie Patterson, that strike rate's off its head, and they've got big opinions of Nom de Plume as a staying mare. Mr. Roshan runs a good race. Bella Luce has come through the... Uh, well, it's just been knocking on the door for a long time for the clot with these. This is an absolutely uh, stacked race, race four at Tarapa. So uh, there's good racing this weekend. Yes, it's getting into winter, but it doesn't really stop, is he? Beautiful. I've missed my bloody racing. I've, you know, I've tried to have a wee look. I only watched Pungle's races and then got angry and didn't watch another race and uh, <laughs> haven't caught up with anything. But it's great to be back on the airways and hearing all that's going on and Jerry Richards he continues to fly over there I'd love to see him come back maybe test himself over in Australia but if you're going to get paid in Hong Kong well why not stay there and continue that success coming up we're going to talk to Tarek Panya about football there's lots going on with the FIFA Football Women's World Cup that is taking place down under so you've got to stay tuned we chatted to him earlier we'll play that for you 
in a couple of minutes time big hour coming up here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together we are shaping and building New Zealand Yes, good morning. Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ. It's just after 7 o'clock, and it's great to be back. Thursday, 4th of May, and yes, some big news coming through, Kempi. I'll let you talk about it. I know you had Blair Chuk on the line yesterday. Awesome achievement achieved overnight. Oh, that's right, and a uh, big shout-out from the breakfast team to John O'Riddler, who swam 81 k's, not official, not official, about 80.8 k's, they reckon, from Altair, the Great Barrier uh, Island, and landed last night at Campbell's Bay over the North Shore in Auckland um, to a rousing uh, display of, of, I guess, thanks, really, because I, I can't say any other, other word, like thanks for getting us to think outside the box. How can you swim 81 k's? Overnight without any sleep, um, like sleep deprivation, you know, having to suck fluids um, through your body all the time. And man, I couldn't think of anything worse. I actually saw him swim with that light flicking on and off the other night and thought, well, you, you're target, aren't you? If you put that light on yeah. like that, I'd turn the thing off. But uh, John O'Riddler, man, the guy's mental mental fortitude is something unbelievable. Big congratulations, John O, uh, if you're listening to you and your team. And that's right, Izzy, we had a big chat to your good mate, uh, Mr. Took, yesterday about uh, not only John O'Riddler, but also um, good luck to them boys up there in San Francisco this week, hopefully, and take it out for GPSL. That is crazy. Absolutely mind-boggling. Mental toughness, just everything. Like, I just can't believe what he's just done. Just uh, some amazing people out there. There's some strong people that just put others before themselves. And John O'Riddler, you're one of them, my friend. Well done, and congratulations. You enjoy that hot soup or hot spa or whatever you're doing, mate, because you thoroughly deserve that. Cheers for that little update, Richie. I did see it on the socials as well, so thanks for that reminder. But listen up, we have some delightful uh, Chemist Warehouse Mother's Day fragrance packs to give away for the next couple of weeks. They're not cheap either. We also find ourselves in New Zealand Music Month, which we know we love here because we get to pay homage to our great Kiwi artists. So we have three very short snippets of a Kiwi song to play out today we want you to name. You can have one guest per snippet, which will play at the start of each hour. Those who correctly name the song and artist will go into draw to win us Chemist Rearhouse Fragrance, and we'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Here's the second snippet. Come on, apes. <laughs> it's getting harder. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's got lots of cash, oh. that bloke. <laughs> Don't want to name it. But yeah, keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three. And uh, that's from the Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrances, big brand fragrances this Mother's Day, head in store or online today. One more time, Napes. Hello, Menno. 
Bang. Lots of cash. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've got to answer it straight away. But anyway, keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three. Anyway, we caught up with Tariq Panya, and uh, here's what he had to say. On yesterday's show, we discussed the news that FIFA president Gianni Infantino was not happy with large European broadcasters' offers for all the important television rights of this year's FIFA Women's World Cup. Hosted down under here in New Zealand and in Australia, a negotiating tactic or otherwise Infantino was adamant a blackout of the event was a possibility unless offers were revised telling a World Trade Organization summit it was his moral and legal obligation not to undersell the event. Whether it will rattle the broadcasters into action or get their backs up to be determined, but one man who has covered the wild world of FIFA and the business of football for a long time now is New York Times journalist and author Tariq Panya. Tariq, thank you for taking our call this morning, mate. How you doing? Uh, good to be with you. Thank you so much. Mate, what's the fallout of all reaction been from Infantino's comments so far? The reaction largely has been he's kind of put his foot in his mouth again. And this is a FIFA president who has done that um, on and you know repeatedly on a range of issues, and this is just the latest one. But this this mm. this is a bugbear for him personally. He he first made comments about broadcasters not ponying up enough money back when there was the draw in Auckland. He then did it in March when he was re-elected at the FIFA Congress, and now again at the WTO, he's gone even harder and suggested this blackout. Um, whether he's going to get a reaction or the reaction he wants from it, I think it's very unlikely. Uh, the broadcasters will pay whatever the market uh, believes it's worth. And this is this mm. is the reality of, of, of the situation FIFA finds itself. Yeah, Tarek, it's Kimpy, mate. Um, you did right, like... The media, the media rights, the broadcaster rights, they they do their due diligence, don't they? And they know what what it's worth to uh, to to actually broadcast it. As far as um, like piracy and stuff like that, where where does that play into into the hands of of uh, Infantino? Does does that come into play? Does he use that as a card to say, well, if you're not going to broadcast it, then you're going to open up the the door to piracy, which is what they're trying to to drive drive out out of Europe at the moment. It's a good question, and there was a, there was has been like a growing um, issue with regards to piracy. But when it comes to this tournament, I don't, I don't think that's a particular issue. Look. Um, the Women's World Cup is 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 become um, an event in its own right. Only maybe in the last two or three editions, you think about the Men's World Cup has been going since the 1930s, and part of that uh, is FIFA's fault for not investing enough time, effort, or resource into women's football over the years. Um, so this is a different event, and FIFA has now increased it to 32 teams for the first time in Australia and New Zealand. The, the amount of coverage of women's football, the personalities, the tournaments is bigger than ever, but it's still a fraction of men's football. And it's FIFA's stated aim, it's FIFA's reason to be to grow the game, and that means grow the women's game as well. It isn't public broadcasters or um, TV companies' responsibility to do that. That responsibility lies with FIFA. Um, so FIFA has its own platforms. For example, FIFA Plus, a digital platform where it can broadcast this, it's got a YouTube channel. However, unless these games are televised by the main broadcasters in their home countries, that effort to grow the game is not going to be met. 
this has to be, say, in the UK on, on the BBC, for example, um, on Rye in Italy, and so on and so forth. Um, forcing them uh, and threatening them with a blackout isn't going to be <laughs> the, the tactic that's going to work in this case. He speaks about doing, uh, about needing to do right by women, and you just touched on it briefly there that the lack of investment into the women's game is evident. Is this a way of just trying to stead the, the, the light from Infantino and he's trying to do right, or has he got a, a solid case when it comes to what he's saying about this situation? Um, look, under Infantino, uh, women's football has moved forward, but it's not because of Infantino, it's because of mm. um, decades of efforts from people within the women's game. Um, FIFA, in a way, has been, like other football bodies, has been shamed, in a way, into finally focusing on this. You can think about American stars like Megan Rapinoe and, um, and the others there who've, who've talked about this, and it's become, it's got ahead of steam and people has reacted. Um, there's talk about equalising prize money with men's football, uh, the World Cup, um, and that's another reason why he needs these broadcasters to pay top dollar. Um well, you know, it, I still, I just think it will be time before yeah. this type of thing can happen. You can't bully people into this. Don't forget, this is the first time also that the Women's World Cup is actually being sold as a television product. FIFA, uh, up until this edition, just rolled it in with the Men's World Cup. For example, there was no price for the Women's World Cup. If you got the Men's World Cup, you just got the Women's World Cup. Is this a case of also it being down in Australia and New Zealand? Like traditionally the market down here is a little bit weaker than probably up in the north. Has that got anything to do with it? Maybe with the time zone difference? Quite right, yep. Uh, you know, massively. These matches are going to be um, in the middle of the night very early and, and then some at, you know, when, when like breakfast television's on. That isn't peak football viewing time. And that massively has an impact on prices, even if it was a, um, a, a you know, a men's tournament. It, it, that, that, that lack of prime time audience is going to is going to be a factor when it comes to this. As is also, look, the fact mm. is, there are thirty two teams competing. We, we, we've talked about that. A lot of those teams are competing for the first time. A lot of those teams have players that are not familiar to the audiences around the world, unlike what we just saw in Qatar in, in, in the Men's World Cup. This is a growing product. So what we're going to see, when, for example, in England, when the England women's team, they're hugely popular now, having won the European Championship. A lot of those uh, women on that team are household names. But however, if if I don't know, let me just make up a game. If it's um, Denmark versus New Zealand at eight or nine o'clock in the morning in England, mm. in that market, it's just not going to be as popular. Mm. And that's what the broadcasters are going to have to way up as well. These are 64 live matches um, and only a handful of them are going to be hugely popular in each individual market. This is just um, comparing um, the, the two World Cups is, is um, doing an apples and pears or even apples and hubcaps <laughs> argument if you want. Yeah, is it, yeah. isn't it uh, Tarek? Uh, uh, I guess uh, he's trying to squeeze blood out of a stone because the bundled, bundled up broadcast rights like you said, um, rightly so, is that they you get the men's World Cup, then you get the women straight away. But with 32 countries and, and going global, um, is it just Gianni saying, "Well, sh- I've stuffed up here. I actually need more money because I should I shouldn't have said that." Now you've now he's trying to squeeze blood out of a stone. Yeah, I mean, look, partly look, 
he has a point in the sense you guys have been you in the media and these these broadcasters have news channels and sports um, reporters broadcasters etc who have complained about FIFA not paying enough or not put, providing enough resources into women's football and you're saying if if we are to do that shouldn't you be paying some of this money that's his argument but from their side uh, public broadcasters their mission isn't like FIFA. FIFA's mission is to grow football. Public broadcasters' missions are many. They are many. They are not solely focused on growing women's football. And and for for um, the people who pay license fees, for example, in, in Great Britain, um, growing women's football isn't the reason why they're paying their licenses. And separately, the BBC has put in a massive amount of money and focus and interest in growing women's football in England. Um, the WSL, for example, with with Sky TV here, is now the richest women's yeah. soccer league on the planet. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, we've loved chatting to you. We could chat to you for a lot longer because you're very uh, informative with all your information. But before we let you go, some big football news today with Messi leaving PSG yeah. at the end of the year. How many teams will be yeah. lined up for his signature? Is he going to the Saudi Arabia? Well... In terms of who's got the biggest wallet, I don't think you need to <laughs> yeah. go much further than that. Well, he's not but coming in terms here. of, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you know, in terms of a, yeah, in terms of a legacy, though, is that is that what you you want uh, your legacy to be? You're the world's best player, and you've gone to one state project in, in PSG. That's now and in Italy. Uh, you're going to go to another one, um, you know, or is it a romantic return to perhaps Barcelona? Maybe awesome. go back to Argentina. That's what perhaps what fans would want. But maybe, you know, these days, um, a lot of these players think with their wallet and uh, he might be wearing that fish again that he wore when he lifted the World Cup. <laughs> it was uh, it was going to be interesting to see what he does, but there's only a few teams. Well, some random teams pop up with, so, with such big wallets that you're thinking, well, where's that coming from? But they got plenty of money over in Saudi. Yeah. So I'm sure I'll be seeing him there. Mate, Tark, we appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Keep up the great work you're doing in, in journalism. And uh, we'll chat to you soon, mate. Good to be with you guys. Good luck. It's it. There he is, Tarek Panya, talking football. Plenty going on in the footballing world. And, well, Arsenal are back on the chase for the one and only. So our good mate will be up and down and ready to rip in. And talking about around the grounds, there is plenty of sport coming up. So we're going to shoot away and we'll come back and we're going to do around the grounds. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Excuse me? Uh, 23 minutes past 7. <laughs> oh, the singing. He's back. He's back. The, the Dagabeel, the Savage Dag, he is back and he is ready to hit that drop. Neeps, come on, just give it to us one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, around the grounds. You hear a bit of this around Reminds the grounds me of this weekend. Viva. 
on their sweaty dance floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can just wow. see it. It's funny you say that because we actually have a, um, a rumour mill coming up in about 20 minutes and it's got a bit of a French addition to it. So we've had some rumours sifting down from the north and we'll put them to you. Um, we'll, we'll see what is true and, and what is not. Ha, round the grounds, boys. Big, big weekend of sport. Let me get underway with Super Rugby. Izzy, Kempi, the poor Highlanders. Well, I've got to play the juggernaut this weekend at home, 7 o'clock on Friday tomorrow, Highlanders <laughs> Chiefs. How do you see this one going? Poor Neeps. <laughs> Chiefs, my second team all day. Uh, the, the Chiefs are going to win. Um, but the Highlanders, man, they've worded the axe. <laughs> oh, Clark Dimity's had enough. He's dropped Mitch Hunt. He's dropped heaps of them. Freddie Burns coming in. But the Highlanders will be too good. I mean, Chiefs, sorry, Chiefs. Ooh, that would have been... You had Neeps going for a second there. Uh, Hurricanes play the draw. They have to go to Fiji to do it. Um, this is not an easy match. This is... The, like, when you go there, you have to turn up and play. Yeah, you have to. You have to turn up and you have to go play. And I think it'll be a tough one for the Hurricanes. Fiji and draw are so good over there. So... I'm going to draw. I'm going to draw. Yeah. I'm going to draw. Yeah. I'm going to draw, man. They're hard over there. They are, and I love the Fijian team, but I think with the Hurricanes uh, and their run home, the three games against the, the three New Zealand teams on the back end of their uh, their schedule, I think this is a must-win, so I think they're going there to win this one. So I'm taking the Hurricanes. Crusaders force Christchurch, a rare Saturday afternoon game, 4.30. Come on. Ooh. This is going to be a tight one. You can't? You can't, Louis? I'm going duck shooting, actually. Well, no one else is going. Oh. See, everyone's, everyone's dished the Crusaders, mate. They're gone. They're going yeah, duck the shooting. <laughs> That's right, Kimpy. All right, well, well I have a Kimpy, and I'm back, and I'm going the Crusaders by plenty. I'm going the, okay? for, I'm going the force. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, 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 you're cut off. Uh, Moana Pacifica, hey, Battle of the 09. Moana Pacifica versus the Blues, Saturday night, Eden Park. What do you reckon they could get? Maybe 7,000 there? <laughs> uh, you'd think that four? they'd pack it. You'd think they'd pack it out, wouldn't you? Um, you hope so. Yeah, I'm going the Blues. Yeah, I'm going the Blues. Well, plenty. Blues, Blues, all right. Blues all day. Oh, yeah, it was hard to say, wasn't it? Uh, just well, what's this one, Neeps? <laughs> just give us, give us a bit of it's a mm. little bit of girly house. Do you know what we were going? Do you know where Neeps just transported us to? Yeah, he's transported us where? to Brisbane. Yeah. For Magic Round. Oh, nice. Friday. Tomorrow. He's, he's found Duck us some tickets. Eve. He's found us some tickets. Sold out. Let's let's run the slate. Let's rip through this. Doggies Raiders. First game of Magic Round. Raiders. Doggies. <laughs> top top eight team. You're only eight behind. <laughs> uh, Eagles Bronx. What a game. Bronx. In the away Eagles. game. In their away game at home. <laughs> Eagles. You've got the Bronx in your picks, eh? Yep. I think. You know, I've got the Eagles. So Eagles. Saturday the 6th of May, one of the greatest days of uh, competition oh. regular season in NRL I think I've ever seen. Warriors-Panthers first game. Curtain raiser. I'm going, up, I'm going upset. Warriors. Oh, Kimpy, stop it. If Tohu plays, I yeah, think they Warriors. Yeah. yeah, I'm going Warriors. I'm going Warriors. And it was great to... Uh, there was a conversation with someone on Beaver and Curse show last night. I was having a listen. They were talking about the Panthers. They're, they're tired. They're tired. 
and they're looking uh, beatable every time. So I'm going. I'm going the Warriors. Yeah, if was, the Tigers was, can get up. Louis Brown. The Tigers. Yeah, Louis Brown. Tigers can get up over the Panthers. <laughs> the Warriors will pump. I don't think Nathan uh, Cleary will play either. Sharks. Sharks. Dolphins. Ooh. Dolphins will pack it, pack it out. A lot of them will be there to support them. I think it's going to be a clo- close game. I'm going Sharkies. Nico Hines. Has this Dolphins magic, magic show continued, Kempi? 100%, mate. They got robbed <laughs> last week at a, at, a, at a field goal and three minutes to go in the game, 31-30, <sighs> and on a, after a drop ball by, Cam, um, by Canberra. So, yeah, they're, they're still going, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they're going to scare <sighs> a few more teams this year. Yeah, I'll go Dolphins. All right. Probably stop them. Storm, Storm Rabbits, game of the round. <laughs> Rabbits. Rabbits. Dragons, Tigers, Sunday? Tigers. Oh, no. Dread! Tigers, Tigers, Tigers. Ro- Tigers. Roosters, Cows. What's happened to the Cowboys? Yeah, roosters, roosters. And if you want to have a multi, I put this This is the one I put out on uh, Giddy Up yesterday on SEN. Uh, roosters, 13 plus Joey Manu and Brandon Smith to score. Anytime try score, 10 bucks. Oh, I thought. Okay. S- All right. Send that to the group, Kimby. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. Titans, <laughs> Eels to finish Magic Round. Eels. Eels. Okay. Uh, well, let's rattle through a couple more sports. Phoenix in a do or die against Adelaide in the finals. Finals football live on SEN. It's about 9.40 odd in Adelaide. They've been going terribly. Take a stab here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back our team. Come on, Phoenix. The finals. Anything can happen. We'd be the only ones that are backing them. Is it just quietly? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'll, I'll back them. I'll back them, Phoenix. I'm home. I'm yeah. home. We've got to back your own. Go to the Phoenix. Bag Get up. Bill. Come on. Kiwi bread. Come on. And <laughs> one that's not until June 29, boys, but I'll throw it in here now. The match is back. PGA Tour pulling out all the stops to try and stop the live momentum. Who do you think would win in a game of match play golf between... NFL superstars, champions, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey versus defending NBA champions still in the hunt, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Steph Curry, bro. Yeah. He's a hissing golfer. He can play. Have you seen him? He's off like a one. Yeah. I think Patty Scratch as well. Oh, okay. There's a spanner in the works. I think the old boys will get him. I think I think the yeah Steph Curry bro just a bit more finesse in that game and uh, well that could be debated just just a little just a little just a little reminder too Louis around the grounds that a little breakfast is coming my way from last week I think (laughs) (laughs) what what happened he's back. Izzy's back now. He can pay my debts. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> put it on Daggy's well, tab still... from last year. <laughs> I still owe him from last year. And I'm how many points down? I'm like, oh my god, it's going to be expensive. <laughs> eight, Lunch eight, and wine. Give me eight breakfasts. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I'm racking them up. I'm racking them up. Yeah, you cheeky buggers. <laughs> well, calm down, and you can just fill me in on what went on last week. And Kimpy, there's still a long way to go, mate. We're not even anywhere near the playoffs come the NRL. Anyway, we're going to shoot off. We're going to come back with some headlines with Louis. Hopefully, we'll be doing the room wheel at about 7.40, and then we're going to be talking, hopefully, to a cricketer from over in Pakistan with the Black Caps at around 8 40 So stay tuned. There's plenty coming up. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand.
Thank you, Aroha. It's now time for some headlines with Louis Herman Watt, brought to you by Kennard Tire. Two easy weekend, two days higher for the price of one. Visit a branch today, TNC's apply. Louis? The Black Caps have ended up losing their series in, um, well, three zips so far. Still two ODIs to go against Pakistan. Look, they have played well in every single match in this white ball tour so far. Uh, obviously, they drew that T20 series, um, but unfortunately, this ODI situation has been a little bit different. Just the home knowledge for the Pakistan players, they just seem to be setting the right scores. 287 for six, and the Black Caps fell 26 short um, from the bowling unit. Well, Matt Henry picked up a three for man, he's been playing so well this whole summer. Adam Milne got a couple. And it was Tom Blundell, 65, with the bat, and Tom Latham, 45, before Cole McConchie, 64, not out, tried to save the day, but fell short. We'll try to catch up with a black cap, maybe Daryl Mitchell in the next hour. Emma Raducanu, well, talk about this time of year a couple of years ago, when the Met Gala was on, she was winning the US Open. Since then, nothing seems to have gone right for the British number one. She's going to miss the French Open and Wimbledon while she recovers from, get this, hand and ankle surgery. So she has been riddled with injuries since her US Open triumph and never been able to have an extended run on the court. She's now had surgery on both her hand and her ankle. And um, look... uh, yeah, it is crazy, and, and staying up in the UK right now, we've got the Premier League rolling on. Liverpool locked at nil, all scoreless with Fulham, and Man City nil all with West Ham. West Ham could do Arsenal a massive favour and either nick a point or multiple points off Man City here because it looks like it's their title to lose at the moment, Izzy. Bang, what about this Wrexham situation? There's been unfolding over there in Wales. Do you reckon they can get Gareth Bale back? I know they've been trying to get Gareth Bale to be a part of that. But, um, mate, I don't know. Hey, they're just creating a bit of hype for for a team. Our our poor Boreham Wood team, old Gerard Gerard, that we spoke to last year, I'm a big supporter of them. They're in the same competition, but obviously Wrexham got promoted to the EFL. Um, It's it's a bit of hype. It's quite an interesting story to follow. Obviously, they've got rock star owners. That helps. And they're on Netflix. And sponsored by TikTok. <laughs> and, appa- and, and apparently, playing a football team. <laughs> yeah, appa- apparently, <laughs> apparently, though, I was speaking to Dan McCarty about it when he was on breakfast with us, um, and he was saying that basically they bought their way out of that division um, by paying way overs for players that were playing down a division to get them up to the next division, and they're probably going to have to release some of those players. Um, because their salary cap obviously explodes when they go up a division and they're going to have to spread that money out. So, mate, there's, I don't know whether you've been reading it, Izzy, but there's actually a number of um, Americans looking at buying those lower teams down in, mm. down in the English EPL. And I'll, we're talking about that yesterday with this FIFA soccer broadcasting rights. You know, there's obviously, when you're looking at um, American sport and the, the billionaire 
um, purchasing of NFL, NBA, the same pop model could possibly end up in England with the EPL and all of these players trying to, and ex-players and people with money trying to get in it, in it, on it early. So I think you're going to see more sort of superstars looking at uh, going to England to try and buy their way into uh, the EPL through the through the lesser leagues that have been played at the moment over there. So it's a real, real interesting space at the moment. Yeah, I can understand it. It's all starting to make sense. I've just been following a, a little bit on online and just you know seeing what's unfolding. But uh, it makes sense now. Makes what about sense. the new? What's think, it, what uh, about Newcastle story? Like this time last year, we we're talking about Chris Woods going to Newcastle to help them stay out of relegation. Now we look where they are on the table and look at the amount of money that their owners are throwing at uh, players to go up there to Newcastle. You know, it's honestly the the um, the value of EPL clubs. I think in the future is going to skyrocket. Is um is it Michael? Isn't Michael Jordan selling his stake in the Charlotte team? Yeah, apparently that's uh, that apparently he sold it, and yeah, um, and he bought that for what something small compared to what he sold it for, and it's huge money. So it all makes sense now. Maybe they're seeing that they're seeing the Michael Jordan situation for the EFL and going over and and LeBron, Le- LeBron it, James so. is a minority shoulder um, shareholder in an EPL side as well. Yeah, Liverpool, isn't it? Liverpool, I think it is. Yeah, so you know, the, uh, look, everyone's seen sport as an avenue to. I guess increase their wealth, um, especially those those premier type clubs. You don't need to increase his wealth, mate. He's got plenty. He's already a billionaire, old LeBron James. Anyway, we're going to shoot off because we're going to come back and we got the rumor mill. Well, there's, pl- there's plenty of rumors happening around here, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of rumors that the lads want to know if they are true or if they are not. So stay tuned. Rumor mill coming up. <laughs> This is the Roma Mill with Izzy and Kempi. Wee <laughs> oui, wee oui, poo poo. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, so much fun. <laughs> Don't. Just be careful here, lads. Okay? Just be careful <laughs> where you tread. Okay? Because Brad, Brad, you, you may be right, my friend. <laughs> I may or may not be sleeping in the pool house, but that's okay. I'll leave you all to ponder. <laughs> I've slept in that pool house, Brad, and it's like it's a palace. Bed. So he yeah. can go and sleep in that whenever he wants. <laughs> uh, I might have some toothbrushes in my little spot, and you know, just oh, there's some bit of clothes down here, and just uh, yeah. Just keeping me occupied out here by myself. I'm just doing it for work because I don't want to wake the family up when I come out of work. There's no chance being Beautiful. far away from the house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you want to know? Well, Louie's got well, a rumour coming around. I'm sure he's got I a actually do. I actually do have a rumour. Uh, I've looked up the how you say it in, in French just so you understand, Izzy, but ru- rumours swirling that... You have finally caved, and Tilly now owns Le Pornet. <laughs> <laughs> that rumour is true. That rumour is true, and the pony, the pony might have turned up at the Dag household when I was away. <laughs> so there you go, mate. I have, a, I have another one on the back of that. Apparently, Le Pornet number two is turning up very shortly. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, no, just one pony, lads. Just one pony is enough. And um, yeah, he's cool. He's cool. He's tiny. Silver. And my daughter rode him yesterday. I was very proud, mate. She's rising to the trot. She's got everything going. She's only four. It's cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is but, that the uh, name, Silver? Yeah, boys. Silver. Yeah, little nice. pony. Silver. Uh, Jean. Silver. I like that. The Lone Ranger, a little tonto on the back of it. Mate, the room, the rumour mill's running hot up here in Auckland. You know how uh, Eden Park, they're talking about putting the roof on the top, and then mm, uh, yeah. it was all on the back of the Olympics, that's what they're saying? It's not on the back of the Olympics. Apparently, they're building it down at the port. <laughs> True story. Is that, is that coming back? But um, It's apparently done deal. They should have done it in 2008. Done, done deal. It's a done deal, and the stadium is going up down the port with, with apartments, restaurants, and uh, uh, Mayor Brown here has sacked the port. They're gone. They're out. Oh. Port's going, port's going to total. It's the second best port's stadium to, in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be number one because instead of spending $356 million of Christchurch money, this is a billion-dollar stadium. Yeah, that's just over-inflated because that's Auckland. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> um, I don't know whether it's just suspicious timing, but I'm kind of only putting two and two together here. Like, Izzy and Beave returned to work the day that Lionel Messi's future's decided? And, you know, I know we've had former players get into player agency previously, your Craig Innes's, etc., is he? Are you representing Lionel Messi? <laughs> Is he really coming to the Phoenix? <laughs> Strolling Pearly with Chris Wood, strikers. Ah, oh, boys. No, no, it ain't me. <laughs> if it was me, I wouldn't be on here, I'll tell you that. I'll be clipping that 10%, 20% ticket and I'll be out of here. See you later. What's 20% of 130 million? There you go, 26 million, I'm done. A bucket load. That's what it is. <laughs> I got a serious question. Did any of the clubs that you stopped in it in the south of France um, kind of either to you or Beave admit any long lost disappointment that they never managed to get you on the books? Did, did anyone retrospectively say, oh, do you know what? We always wanted a, a uh, Izzy Dag. Um, nah, nah, not really. Cause nah, nah, nah. I said to him, I, I nearly went to France and I nearly played for Bordeaux. Bordeaux Beagles, that was probably the closest team. And then 2016, I nearly went and played for Toulon. And, uh, yeah, so those are the only teams I would have played. But honestly, being over there and seeing, like, how crazy rugby is supported and how big it actually is, I would have loved it. I would have loved to have gone to South France and experience over there. And they are absolutely flying at the moment, France, in, the, in their rugby competition. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, La Rochelle, the fans that were sitting outside and lighting fires and flares. Like, they're mad, but, man, they support. They're there every week, so. Uh, we, we got noticed a wee bit. Yeah, we got noticed a wee bit. Because they're, they're rugby towns, rugby nations. And yeah, it was pretty cool. Mate, I got oh, one okay. more. I got one more rumor coming out. It came out last night, all right. And apparently, it's on billboards up there in the south of France, and it's all about Beaver on the dance floor. <laughs> apparently, the new rave dance up there is called the Beaver. Oh. I'm 
The Sweaty Beaver, they're oh. calling it. It's going crazy. The Sweaty Beaver. The Sweaty Beaver. Up, up in the south of France. Oh, bro. Honestly, honestly, he's he's a champ. He's a champion. He is a champion. I, I, I absolutely love that bloke. It was actually pretty cool to be able to travel around with him and spend some time with him. And, uh, yeah, just get to see some special places. He is relentless, my good friend. He's relentless, and he loves to have a good time. And we had plenty of those there at South of France. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm home now, and I'm not drinking for a long time. And uh, I'm just going to, yeah, hang out with the whanau and then relax and chill out. So, Beaver, he goes good on the D floor. Let's just leave it at that. He goes very good on the D floor. <laughs> So there you go, a wee rumour mill for your Thursday and I am back and I'm loving it being back on the airways. Uh, I'll just read a quick message from, from one of the, the people back in Hawke's Bay, Marshy HB, Izzy, Tech, CHB, Taradol Top of the Bay Premier Competition, Havelock North 6-0, and go the Mighty Maroons. What about my Pirates mate, how are they getting along? Oh, I miss my Pirates. Hawks Bay, the Glens, Napier Pirates, so, so good. Anyway, we've got HRNZ, pacing for purpose. Coming up, we're going to shoot away, and we're going to let everyone just relax, take a fresher breath here, because there's a lot going on, and I'm back, and I'm absolutely loving it. Back soon. It's Harness Racing New Zealand, pacing for purpose, season two. Yes, it is indeed, and we had a little win last week to keep the keep the tally ticking over, all in the name of Child Cancer Foundation, which is great. So we're uh, back on the board for hrnz.co.nz. Live the dream, get involved with harness racing. You can go and check out all the form. And tonight, I want to lob one out. I saw this guy go around at Cambridge last week, and he got sat parked and kept grinding to the line, did not stop coming, and eventually just went down a nose. Norvik Charlie, race number two at Alexandra Park tonight over the 2200. He is drawn a little bit sticky, but if he can get some cover and just not find himself parked like he was last week, $2.50, 50 on the schnoz, we'll take our 125 back, give it to the Child Cancer Foundation and be onwards and upwards. Race number three, two, race number two at Alexandra Park, number seven, Norvik Charlie for Child Cancer Foundation. Beautiful. I've been seeing the updates on the socials, actually. We're second place. I think Smithy's leading. He's uh, raised a wee bit, of, wee bit of cash for that. So keep up the great work, lads. And yes, I do. Oh, look, there's a lot going on this morning. And that was a very freshy, a fresh air. <laughs> I was going to say breath of fresh air. And it came out with a twist. Sorry, Ian. Thank you so much for picking That's up. That's because you've been practicing that your French, and, mate. That's why. You just, you know, yeah, getting back into talking Kiwi. Mm. This is Beaver's oui, oui, favourite line. <laughs> Pardonnez-moi, je ne parle français, which means I know a little bit of French, but we only know a little bit, which is like bonjour and merci beaucoup. So it's <laughs> <laughs> our one line. But the thing with France is if you make an effort, they love it and they'll they'll appreciate it. But if you just go speak straight English, they get all like their noses up and they, they don't appreciate it. So just got to make an effort over there. And I hear Beaver was telling stories about my driving last night. Well, I'll tell stories about Beaver. He didn't see one bit of France while we were driving because he snored the whole way. He just slept every single time. Because he was dancing was like, all night, yeah. mate. Yeah, he was a tired old thing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was uh, He was such a complainer, mate. Like, he used to complain about my driving. I'm like, mate, just let me low. You know he got passenger drivers? That's Stephen Donald. 
the worst passenger driver ever, and I couldn't stand it. Sarah anyway, Donald. coming up, we're going to talk to <laughs> Brooke Neal. Have a catch-up. More than an athlete, he's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ is just after 8 o'clock on a Thursday, the 4th of May. It's great to be back on the airways. Been away for a wee while, and it's great to be back with all my mates up there in Auckland, Tamaki Makoto and Louie, who is actually down here, not too far away from myself. It is now 5 past 8, and it's time for this. Caring for our communities. Out of the gym and off the park. Working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate. Bringing people and property together in our communities. Yes, we all feel overwhelmed at times in life. What's important though is to have an outlet where you can deal with your emotions and handle them in a constructive way. And that's exactly what former Blackstick Brooke Neal has become when she has worked throughout the country with other women providing a space where they can take control of their unknown. Following her retirement from hockey in 2020, she shifted her focus towards becoming a mindset and well being coached to help others deal with the same feelings of hopelessness she experienced at points during her career. She joins us this morning to talk about her career as well as being a well being coach and professional athlete. Morena Brooke, how are you this morning? Morena team, yeah, good, thank you. Hey, thanks a lot for thanks joining. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining us this morning. It's one of our favourite segments, more than just the athlete checking out what the more is uh, from past and present athletes. And your journey, Brooke, has been a fascinating one. Um, in that you've uh, played over 170 games, obviously for the Black Sticks, but also uh, that journey you've taken into being a wellbeing coach and. Uh, helping other women find their balance. Just take us through that defining moment in your career where you thought, man, I've got to do something here, otherwise uh, I'm just going to let the world get on top of me. Oh, well, if you want a a picture (laughs) painted for you, I remember the exact moment. Um, It was on Esmond Road in Takapuna when I was flatting there, 2014, um, my first year into the Black Sticks, actually, and... A lot of personal stuff had happened. Um, I was dealing with chronic pain, but I didn't want to tell the physio, you know, that whole story. Mm-hmm. Of, you don't want to be seen as weak, that newborn coming in that you can't handle the jandal. Um, and so, yeah, got to the point where I was just suppressing everything so much that I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and it was this musty old couch <laughs> that I collapsed onto, and I still <laughs> remember the smell of it. Um, and I had my breaking point and just realized I was either going to quit or I had to find a better way. Um, yeah, because there was just no other alternative. And so I ended up just little breadcrumbs, just following some things. Um, podcasts were new back then, and I listened to one about meditation. And it sort of just changed a few things for me, enough for me to give it, get a little bit of hope and just keep adding some tools to my toolkit. Um, and actually, probably the biggest thing for me was realizing I couldn't keep hiding things and I needed to reach out for help. Um, and so that's what I kept doing and managed to, obviously, as you said, get pretty far in my Black Sits career and, and now paying it forward to the, to the next generation. Hey, Brooke, it's Izzy here. I love hearing your conversations around mental health. I think it's so important. I was, I was reading an article on you this morning and it was talking about your, your whole career and, and your baby giraffe nickname that you went through as a, as a young <laughs> kid and, and one of the not probably the most talented and gifted players, but one that was so determined to, to do well. Look, how much of your thought process was a more internal thought process for yourself? Because I know when you think about pressure and people talk about pressure, they think, 
pressure is from external people and on all the pressure and uh, expectations is on yourself. But how much of that pressure did you put on yourself and, and you thought it was coming from externally, but it was more internally? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I'd say it's definitely a mixture of both. Um, you never forget the things that people say to you, right? Even when I was at Intermediate, I remember a couple of really key comments sticking with me, and so it really makes me think about what I say to people now. Um, because, yeah, Baby Giraffe was my nickname, and uh, and I definitely had some some external, you know, the, the whole the whole idea of what an athlete should look like. I just didn't fit that mould at all. Um, yes, I was tall, but I had no no coordination or muscle on me to be able to put one foot in front of the next without tripping up. So um, I think when I got into the black sits environment, you obviously compare yourself a lot to your teammates. And for me, it was more just looking at their bodies and the way that they were playing and training and just thinking, well, they're obviously the best in New Zealand and this is what I have to do to get there. Um, and instead of just like using what I had, I think I tried to fit that very much of a mould, um, which I never was going to because of my 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 body shape and size and, and fitness levels, I guess. So I think a lot of it was internal, um, but I didn't even know, like this is back when meditation was sort of the, like new in the sense of no one talked about it in, in a sporting context, you know. Um, and I didn't even realise that there was a voice in my head and that it was telling me all these these nasty things about myself. And I didn't know that I could control it. Um, so that was really basic for me, just that fundamental, like, wow, I can actually rewrite the programming in my brain to actually speak some, some, some things to myself that can make me a better hockey player. Um, and I think that's the, the, the biggest thing that I took away from that early days is, I'm so mean to myself, you know, like I'd never talk to my friends or my teammates this way. Why am I talking to myself this way? Yeah, I, I know exactly where you're coming from and, and the comparing to, to other people, you're constantly always doing it. But I, I love, um, you know, you're unique. You are you and, and there's only one of you and, you know, be proud of that. And it's absolutely, I love you being so open and, and vulnerable about, you know, your your younger life. And I've, I did the reading about uh, you're all about balance and the, the business that you've created and it's Maxime is about empowering young female athletes to find balance in their mental, social and physical well-being. Is this why you started it? Oh, totally. It's um, I love the saying, turn your mess into your message. <laughs> um, it's very much what I did and realised, like, I, I wish I had that when I was starting out in, in the high-performance environment. So I just started creating it, and it's grown to the stage where I realised it's not just athletes that need to hear it, it's everyone. So, yeah, I've been um, working with businesses and all sorts of high-performing environments because it's essentially the same in anywhere, right? Um, we all need to find a bit, a bit of balance in our lives and figure out who we are away from our job or our sport so that we can actually... Um, get tried performance in life. I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but like it's so needed at the moment. I feel like the pressure is just growing and growing. Um, and this well-being word is just like thrown around quite a lot. But for me, it's, it's actually like putting that into practice and figuring out like what tools can you put in your own toolbox so that you can, I guess, go throughout the day and be um, regulated instead of all over the show. I mean, I'm still having my day. You probably just heard my baby just before he's uh he's five months old and i'm just 
walking the streets in the rain with an umbrella to stop her from screaming in the background. So, you know, we all got to do what we got to do. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what mums do. They they multitask quite well, Brooks. Well done on that. Hey, look, you've, you've raised some really good um, key words here, hope, tools, you know, how you can control your and determine what your own emotions are. Just on that, I, I just want to ask you the question because, you know, you've got a, a – just in this conversation here, you've got a, a wide-ranging um, group of people that have gone back decades through high performance and what exactly high performance is. Have you, have you been able to determine um, what high-performing athletes uh, continually need to do and why that breakdown in their emotional well-being uh, happens? Because for me personally, I don't think we do have any high-performing athletes in New Zealand. I think they're performing athletes that struggle in each and every part of their life, and it's about getting those parts right, which is the balance that you're talking um, talking about. Have you been able to uh, determine those points? Oh, it's such a good question. I'm constantly asking those questions um, as well because I think if I had the answer to that, I'd be a millionaire. Um, <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I, I think um, with... With anyone who's trying to compete at that top level, it does become a bit of who you are. You know, like you have to, to a certain extent, put everything else aside and just focus on this one thing. And that's really unhealthy when we don't do the work to figure out who we are outside of that. Um, you know, I became Brooke, the hockey player. Um, and then when things started falling apart, of course, my life was going to fall apart because that's all I knew, that's all I was. Um, yep. And so a lot of the work that I do not actually revolved around at all it's just you know the basics of figuring out like who are you and what do you stand for and you know what are these habits that I can start to create that regardless of how I'm performing um, I can keep doing so that hopefully there's some consistency so I don't know if that answered your question but I think uh, I feel you yeah, New Zealand, I feel you. especially in New Zealand like I think we obviously put a lot of emphasis on the medal and, mm. and the games and the winning, um, and you can measure that, right? Like, you, you can, you know, you can compare how many hours training you've done compared to, like, your results, and that's where we things can get a bit tough because how do you measure your mental health? Um, you can't really put a figure on that, and so what we're seeing more and more is, you know, this emphasis on the things that you actually can't measure, but it's really hard for an athlete to just stop and, and stop measuring, you know, the, those things and start measuring some more important things. Like one of the tools that I use is just a weekly check-in with your body, your mind, and your relationships. And it's like, you know, putting a number on that and then measuring it weekly. It's so simple, but we, do, we didn't, you know, we don't do that. We measure our speed, we measure our strength, we measure our fitness testing. Um, but I think that that's more important. Yeah. I totally love what you're saying, and and I feel you because you know you're constantly going through life, and rugby's all I've known. And when you finish, you're like, "Who are you? What am I?" And I think the reality is kicks in when you have kids. You know, a mother, Brooke, <laughs> your 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 family member, member, and and they only know you as mum. They don't even know Brooke, the hockey player. They don't know me, the rugby player. They just want you to feed them, laugh with them, and play with yeah. them. And I think that's a a great part of life. And, and just just want to ask you like. How you're helping a lot of other people, and and you're doing some amazing work in this this area. But how are you doing? You doing good? <laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
the motherhood hormones are raging through me. Um, it's been probably harder than any Olympic Games that I've ever competed in. <laughs> uh, yeah, sleep depri- deprivation is a real thing. It's no wonder it's a form of torture. Um, yeah. But, you know, in saying that, it's just like the most incredible thing. And um, we're just at the it's moment the taking day, day by day. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Hey, is that right? <laughs> yeah, no, loving it. And and I'm I'm looking forward to stepping a bit more back into my business and working with um working with more people because it is um it is nice to have that balance and find purpose in, in lots of different areas of my life. Hey Brooke, just one more question for me. Like um it's really interesting, eh, because you can change your thought process and uh, develop emotions that you'd never thought that you'd have control over. What's the one tip you can give people on, you know, is it a breathing technique? Is it meditation that you've found works for you, but probably can be transferred into any other person that wants to give it a go? <laughs> this is a question I get asked a lot. You know, I go and do half-day workshops and they're like, give me the one thing. What's the quick hack? Um, and I wish that it was that simple. Um, to be yeah. honest. I think, I think a starting point's really great and, and that's what I give people is just like start here. But if you're looking for one thing to, to solve your struggles, then um, I'd say maybe dig a little, a little bit deeper because, yeah, it's, I think the main thing it comes down to is just tiny. Like what is the smallest action that you can take today that's going to have the greatest impact of your life? It's a great question I love to ask. It's like what is the tiniest mindset thing that you can do either for your body, your mind, or your relationships. Maybe it's send a text. Maybe it's you know doing 10 deep breaths. Maybe it's a cold shower in the morning. But what can you do to just keep moving the needle forward? I think we, we get fixated on like one specific thing and then routine goes out the window and all of a sudden, you know, that habit that you had of running every morning, it goes and then all of a sudden you, a month passes and you realise you're further down because you stopped that thing. Um, but I think the question is, you know, what is one tiny action that you can take and, and do that in the next 10 to 15 minutes, you know, like don't put it off. Um, for me, the biggest go-to is at the moment, I mean, it changes all the time depending on what season of life I'm in, but at, at the moment it's just um, deep breaths <laughs> um, yeah. and, you know, calming that nervous system. And one thing that um, Andrew Huberman there's lots of science behind it is the double inhale with a long exhale so double breath in and then a, a longer exhale is the quickest way to calm your nervous system um so yeah i mean that's that's just a practical thing that you can do anytime you see yourself in that fight or flight beautiful absolutely love it absolutely love it yesterday i was in a bit of a rut i went for a walk down the driveway and i felt so much better a bit of fresh air i was like oh that's all i needed get outside so that action will be just open the door as well and walk through it and go for a walk um just quickly you know <laughs> we had a message no, sorry just just that's just right. one more thing yeah like all you have to do is look to your babies to ask what you need because when they're cranky, yeah. like I'm literally walking the streets right now and he's just looking around in awe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's all that's all he needed to calm down was a bit of fresh air. So I think we need to look to them as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely love the kids. Hey, quickly, I just got a quick message from Cam in Invercargill. Hey, Laz, can you ask Brooke if she has any advice for a father of, of a 12-year-old daughter who is having those bad thoughts and she doesn't think very highly of herself? It's a... Uh, it's a pretty big question yeah. from Cam, one of our listeners. Yeah. 
I get asked this quite a lot. I go to lots of school visits and the parents say, I know what she needs to do and she just won't listen to me. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's true. Like when I was that age, I definitely didn't listen to my parents. So they did something pretty yeah. sneaky and they just passed on the information and the messages and the support that they wanted me to get. And they would get someone who I trusted who was in my support network, like a mentor or a coach to relay that to me. Um, I think it's super important to extend those networks so that you can yeah. have, you know, it, you, you are the sum of the people that you, you spend your time with, especially at that age. So even if it's having a conversation, um, like I'm often the messenger for a lot of these parents. They're like, you know, this is great. I wish, like I told them this, but they're only listening to you. So <laughs> maybe finding someone who's um, closer to their age and not your parents. So I'm sure I'll go through Beautiful. the same struggles when, when he reaches that age too. Yeah, we all will. We all will. They won't listen to us. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're listening to Ke- Izzy and Kitty yeah. for breakfast. And Brooke, uh, thanks a lot. Brooke Neal with her uh, important messaging in and around uh, health thanks, and well-being Brooke. has been absolutely fantastic this morning. Brooke, thanks a lot for joining us. And uh, we look forward to following your career because it's absolutely flying at the moment in that space. And um, go well. You know, breathe do your double, bre- your double breaths and your exhale and uh, keep looking at your little baby there because you're right, they do have all the answers and enjoy motherhood. Thanks, team. Appreciate your time. There you go. Awesome. Brooke Neal, that was awesome, Great chat. Yeah. Great chat for yeah, a first yeah, day yeah. back, I must say. Yeah. And I've got a saying, actually. I must say Marseille, but that was one of the greats. It yeah. was awesome. And a big shout-out to Millie Toll, who uh, we had a chat about that last week, who, who got us to... Uh, Brooke Neal and, and brought Brooke onto the show this morning. Um, that was more than just an athlete. And uh, we're just going to take a break. We'll be back straight after this. Welcome back. Brooke Neal, great to catch up with her. More than an athlete. If you missed that, head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on our SEN app. And you can get all the podcasts, particularly Brooke Neal. You won't be disappointed. Remember, going to play the last snippet, double eight, double three for the song, and we'll announce the winner soon. Here we go. Want, want. Everything I need, need. Everything I need Keep those messages coming through Double eight, double three <laughs> And remember we'll pick the winner uh, In a couple of minutes time And uh, you can win that fragrance That is brought to you by Chemist Warehouse There you go, such an obvious one today But good luck, if you get it right You go into the draw and we'll pick that winner shortly But we're going to catch up with the one and only Paulie Moati, bit live in your favourite sports Download the TAB app today Paulie, morning yeah, welcome back, Izzy. <laughs> How are you, Paulie? Jeez, I've missed that voice of yours. You've been good, mate. <laughs> I've been very good. You just asked Kempi and Louie. They know I've been good. He's still turning them off, oh. is he? He's still turning yeah, them off. Yeah, I know. I know. Which, who, who are you leading us away from today? Go on then, fire away. <laughs> well, uh, as Louie would know, there's a meeting down at the Rickerton Synthetic and uh, I'm not tipping this one out. I'm just saying there's been a bit of cash flow its way. Race four, number 10 out of the Kennedy Furlong stable. Kudos to Sovies, 18 into $10. That's all I'm saying. 18s into 10. You know what, Paulie? There's something else that uh, you were going to lead us into, and I want to hear it right now. Come on. Dulcet tones. Let's go. Okay, here we go. I see Izzy as he boards. NZ254, he turns left as he walks through the big plane door. He stretches out as he downs another Vindarouge. The sky couch is comfy, so he takes a snooze. He's off to Paris. 
he's off the parry. He'll see Bordeaux, Montpellier, and Burgundy. He don't need a purse or a wallet, cause it's all free. They'll give him fancy clothes and lots and lots of bling. From now on, he'll be known as the Donut King. He's the Donut King. He didn't pay for a thing. <laughs> that is simply oh, outstanding. Paulie, you should have. Donut King, what do you mean? <laughs> do I look like a donut? <laughs> oh, good to have you back, Izzy. <laughs> oh, thank you for that, Paulie. It's great to hear those dulcet tones. You're such a champion. And uh, always good to hear your voice, Paulie. Anything else before we let you go? Yeah, don't forget, uh, NBA playoffs continue today. Boston Celtics up against the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers picked up an upset win in uh, the first game, and they're still outsiders for game two. They're 375 head-to-head. The Celtics $1.26. We've got the early payout in U.S. basketball, and we've also got the same game claim on that match today as well. So if you're going to have a bet, gamble widely. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Paulie Moate. 76ers, it was only one game, as James Harden called it. Told his team to get in the change room. We'll go again later. Thank you so much for that song. Appreciate it. Good to hear your voice, brother. Watching Bet Live on your favourite sports at racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Coming up, we're going to talk to Daryl Mitchell from the Black Caps as as he reacts to that loss over there against Pakistan. So a big couple of, um, couple of minutes coming up. So stay tuned. Um, we'll shoot off. Here's Aroha with the news for Kibota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Welcome back. We're 20 away from nine. We're going to talk in black caps. They have narrowly gone down for the third straight ODI against Pakistan. And Pakistan this morning after falling 26 runs short. Uh of the 287 runs they were set. Each of the ODIs have gone right to the death, though, just like the T20s did with two very evenly matched international sides ducking it out. Daryl Mitchell has been on fire so far, coming back-to-back centuries. And although today wasn't quite your day, Daz, we appreciate you always taking your call, our call, win or lose, your absolute champion. How you doing, Daz? Hey, Izzy. Hey, guys. How are we? All good? <laughs> All good, mate. Appreciate you taking the call after, you know, just pretty much taking uh, leaving the field. What's the series felt like so far, mate? Because there's only been very slim margins between these two sides. It's been quite enjoyable to, to watch. Yeah, look, I, th- I think it's exciting for this group. We obviously know we're missing a number of, uh, I guess, senior players at the IPL, and it's been a great chance to give guys opportunities to play international cricket against what is a, a world-class attack in Pakistan and yeah, we've obviously pushed them in all three games and we look back, there's probably a couple of the key little moments that we've let it slip, but um, it's also exciting to see, I guess, guys take opportunities and, and keep um, yeah experiencing international cricket on some uh, surfaces. They're a lot different to what we get back home. Yeah, you, you obviously enjoyed it, Daryl. Your form's been outstanding. What do you put, what do you put that, uh, that rich run of form down to? Um, yeah, I, I guess for me it's... I know it sounds boring, but I just love playing for New Zealand and love getting stuck in. And um, yeah, I guess the opportunity to bat at three in the last few games has been really cool. Um, it's been a, a nice little challenge. And um, yeah, at the same time, it's yeah, we obviously had a test tour here a few months ago. So I guess learning from those experiences on these surfaces and then trying to bring that forward into, the, into this series. 
Man, when you talk about the series, and look, it hasn't quite gone your way, but the competition has been strong. How much of Pakistan's strong performances come down to the innate understanding of their own conditions? Can you just dig a little bit deeper about those conditions? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess they grow up in these conditions, which, uh, you know, there's not much grass on the wickets and, <laughs> and they don't bounce a hell of a lot compared to what we're used to. So, look, it's I think that's the cool thing about international cricket is you get to tour around the world and you've got to adapt your game to, to diff- totally different conditions than what you're used to. And, um, yeah, for us as Kiwis, I guess you see a, pit, a ball bounce halfway down the wicket and you want to go back and try and play square. And, and for us, we've got to go forward and play straight. So it's you're battling the instincts at times, but it's a great challenge and it only makes us better players in the long run. And that um, making better players in the long run, how valuable has it been to the young blokes that you've had in the side in the T20s and the ODIs and that exposure to, to test cricket over there? Yeah, look, I think it's I think it's really important that I guess we keep giving young guys an opportunity to experience this level. It's it's pretty tough when you you come in as a fresh face, but uh, for them, I guess to learn our values as a group and and how we want to go about playing cricket as black caps, um, I think it's yeah it's going to pay off in the long run, which is really cool to see. And I know if you look from the first game when we got here to where we are now. Um, yeah, we're making some massive improvements as a group and um, yeah, we know that we're pushing a, a world-class Pakistan team at full strength right to the end, which is mm. really cool to see. Now, what's it like being on tour in Pakistan? Has the group like uh, really enjoyed each other's company and, and you know, how's the food going? You haven't got the Pakistan bug yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it's it's interesting. It's um, I guess we're stuck in... Stuck in a lot of hotels over here, which can bring its own challenges. But I think one thing, cool thing of that is that you do spend a lot of time with each other. Um, there's a lot of, I guess, card games going on. And Ratchet Revenger has got the PlayStation room. So we're all in there taking each other on in FIFA. So it's, um, yeah, it's a good little good little crew we've got going. There's a, a few boys lose the plot at moments, which is always funny to see. But it's a, yeah, a great group and you're having some fun, which is cool. Daryl, what's what's a what's a strategy like when you're coming up against those top order batsmen for Pakistan? Like, do you guys sit down um, the and the and analysis team go th- go through opportunities, and then you get out there on the pitch? Do they actually do the do the strategy you think to attack their their um, top order batsmen work uh, during the series? Yeah, look, you obviously yeah analyse each batter and and their strength and weaknesses, and with cricket, there's a fair bit of data that you can look at to work out how you want to bowl to guys, but at the same time, I think in these conditions, you've just got to keep things really simple. Um, the, you've got to keep banging the wicket as hard as you can as a bowl, as a fast bowler. And, and then the spinners, I guess, keep using side spin and, and the subtle variations of pace to keep trying to, um, I guess, draw them into a, into a boring, boring shot. I think, um, yeah, we all know that it can be a bit of a grind over here at times. So it's who can play the longer game for longer. And, um, yeah, hopefully you can chip away and build some dot pressure. And, yeah, hopefully that can get your wicket. Mate, don't be humble here. You, you, you're a humble man, and, and I appreciate all your humbleness. But did you want to go back to the IPL this year, or was it always your plan to play for the Black Caps during this period? Um, look, I guess, yeah, you put your name in the auction, and uh, this year I obviously had the opportunity to play for Rajasthan last year, which was an amazing experience, and they're a great group. But, um, yeah, obviously not getting picked up, it allowed this opportunity as well to represent our country and um look uh yeah i think with the well, one day world cup coming up now, mate. well yeah look it's the game isn't it but <laughs> no look I, I just love playing for our country it's it's pretty special to be able to do this it took a long time for me to get here and yeah i want to make the most of it and, and keep doing that but at the same time if if opportunities pop up in the future then that'll be awesome yeah. but 
um, yeah, it's pretty cool playing for New Zealand, that's for sure. Obviously, the World Cup uh, later in this year, and when Kane went down, everyone started dropping their heads, and you're thinking, it's a bit like when Dan Carter went down in the 2011 World Cup, how are we <laughs> going to win this without the big the big wig? But, mate, you must be proud of some of the guys that are, you know, Mark Chapman, you've got Tom Blundell, you've got Will Young that are having uh, having good, solid cracks, so... Has that given you confidence for later in the year that we can actually go and compete knowing what you've seen over in Pakistan on this tour? Yeah, well, I mean, well, I thought you might sneak in at 10 actually in that World <laughs> Cup. So, um, you know, but yeah, nah, it's, um, yeah, I'm seeing you kicking game. It's not too bad. But no, nah, look, I, I think it's awesome. this is the cool thing about having this tour is that guys are getting opportunities in different roles. And um, at the same time, I think, you know, as Black Caps, one thing we do uh, pride ourselves on is that we don't look too far ahead. We've obviously got a series here that we want to want to try and, and keep being competitive in. But at the same time, I guess it is exciting to see guys, especially like Colm McConkey tonight, come out and on debut and bowl the way he did and, and get a 60 red. Um, yeah, like you'll take a lot of confidence from that as well. Well, how do you guys close the small gap on Pakistan for the last two ODIs there, Des? Yeah, like a yeah, I guess it's it's pretty quick turnaround. I think we play in about thirty six hours time. So um, yeah, we'll just we'll show up again. We'll we'll put a smile on our face. We'll puff our chest out. and We'll take them on, and hopefully we can win a couple of small moments, and and that'll yeah get us across the line. And you can get an, and you can get us another hundred uh, dads because it's been great to watch. Hey, mate, news just as last question. News last night broke that your dad uh, signed as a coach of the English well, women's rugby yeah. team. Yeah, how good is that, mate? He's still got the passion to to run around coaching. Oh look! Uh, actually, I'm not sure what he's up to, but uh, no, nah, he's um, he loves his he loves his coaching. He's, it's only a rumor, Kimpy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't actually heard that, Kimpy. I'm not sure about that. Oh, but, um, okay. Okay. Well, you've heard it first here on SENZ. <laughs> but I'm sure whatever he does in the future, I'm sure he'll be very successful in what he what he chooses to do. Nah, Spill look, the I beans, Daz. Come, Come on, Daz, get it out. <laughs> no, nah, whatever, whatever he's up to uh, after the World Cup with Japan, uh, I know he'll have some great fun. And and uh, but no, nah, lucky he loves his coaching. I know he's he's learnt a lot from from his his past jobs and uh, even as a person. I know seeing how he's going about things now, I'm yeah really proud of of what he's achieving. And um, I'm sure he'll have some success in whatever role he takes after the World Cup. <laughs> oh, it's amazing when you're in the media and you t- I started talking to my mates. I was talking about Todd yesterday. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, no, nah, you're in the media now, Dad. Go away. I was like, ah, get out. Give me that gravy. Hey, Daz, appreciate your time, brother. And um, uh, all the best for the next couple of ADIs. What, what are you saying? How are you, going with the, how are you going with the early mornings after a, a decent road trip in France? That must be a tough gig. <laughs> a donut. Mate, it was tiring. It was tiring, Des. Honestly, working... 12-hour, 13, 14-hour days filming. It was tough, all right? So I'm yeah, struggling back here, yeah. but I love, <laughs> I love being I back on the airways talking with, to you. Yeah, you and, you're in Paris in the south of France, and we're in Karachi, very similar. So good, yeah, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Get out of here, Des. All the best for the next couple of days, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, nah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> some oh, mate, some no. nuggets in that. <laughs> Do you uh, know what annoys me? Everyone thinks I went on holiday. Nah, mate, it absolutely I, I annoys don't. me. I don't. I don't. I you do I so, don't. Kimpy. Don't lie. <laughs> nah, I tell you what, mate. It's fantastic to have you back. Oh, it's relaxing. I got to say, <laughs> Kimpy. Uh, well, I'm just. It, it really annoys me. I said. I said to people yesterday. I said I didn't go on holiday. I was. F- 
working all day. Like, I was up at seven one morning, didn't finish till six. Well, seven, normal right? day for the and boys then one day here. I was up at one day I was up at nine and I didn't get home till twelve o'clock. It's a long day filming, but it, look, I I had fun along the way, and well, we're in south of France. So Mate, why this not? Ain't an interrogation. Enjoy... This ain't an interrogation. This is a breakfast show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great to hear from Daryl Mitchell, <laughs> and uh, he was outstanding. All the best for the next couple. And Stephen, no, I did not leave the patch back in France. Because it came back with me, and I'm Crusaders through and through, and they will be back, and they're going to win this competition. You heard it. He heard it here first. It's a breath of fresh air, fresher breath air. Anyway, we'll shoot off. We'll come back. We'll have a catch up with Smithy in the Hawks Bay because I can't wait to hear from my good mate. How good.